Welcome to the one-to-one. I'm your host, M. Branson. We're back for season two, and my first guest is Musing. Her Twitter handle is A-I-L-L-E-U-R-S-S-S. I'll be sure to drop that one into the show notes. Musing is an artist currently focused on photography and music. Her work caught my eye because of its strong aesthetic and tactile nature. We'll talk more about that. I couldn't be more excited to learn more about Musing's process, her journey. She's a dynamic force in the space, and I'm super lucky to have her on the show. Let's go. So I'm going to refer to you as Musing because... That's what I see written here, but I think you've told me that you also go by a different name. So <laughs> can you tell me how you'd like to be referred to, Musing? Uh, musing is perfectly fine. Uh, my actual name is Hagar. So some people call me that as well. And I guess my at is Aya. Um, <laughs> but I find most people call me Musing, so I just go by Musing. Got it. Okay. Is it, so is it, it's Hagar. Did I say that correctly? Yes. You said that perfectly well. And you would be M, right? M M or Branson is totally, um, totally great. Whatever you're comfortable with. Wonderful. So let's get, let's get going. All of the technical fun has happened. I've shared out the space, I think. Yeah, I'm sure I did. (laughs) Welcome to the one-to-one, everybody. I'm M. M. Branson. This is my first episode back for season two. The crowd goes wild. We made it. We made it back to season two. Um, Last year, 2021, I kicked this off. Um, It's a podcast series hosted live in Twitter spaces intentionally. I love to bring in the the audience element, the Q&A element. Um, And it's a platform to bring in really the the women, non-binary, trans, creators in this space. I say creators because it's not just artists. It's not just um, collectors. I think it was focused that way in my first season, but I've learned since that this is a great space to to focus on what's being built and how it's being built and those really underrepresented communities um, of which I am a, a part. I'm a woman, a queer woman, and I'm based in Portland, Oregon. My pronouns are she, her, and my guest today, um, who we're going to shine all the light on for the rest of this space, is Musing, who also goes by Hagar. And Musing, could you also tell us your pronouns and and where you're located, as comfortable as you are uh, with sharing that info? Of course. Um, Pronouns are she, her as well. And I'm in Toronto, Ontario, so that would be EST. Nice. So, yeah, it's Friday. It's happy hour time almost for you. Friday afternoon. Wonderful. Yeah, that's a perfect time. <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you for joining me and also for the time swap. I still work a full-time job and um, my people needed me earlier in the day for a meeting. So I shifted this a bit later. Um, so thanks for your gracious flexibility and also for the the audience flexibility I know it changed some of your plans maybe too. And some of the listeners, hey everybody, shouts out, shout outs to you uh, coming from all over the world. I see people who are definitely not in a um, daytime uh, time zone. So thanks so much for being here on your Friday night or Saturday morning, however that works for you. Um, great. So I would love to get started with a very silly question. It's still going to be the same. I didn't change this up for season two because it's a, a super nerd thing that I love. Anybody who's been here before knows this question. Um, If we're in person and we're going to meet in person someday, I know it, uh, maybe at a NFT gathering or not. I don't know. Maybe I'll come to come to your neck of the woods. I do love to get up to Canada. Um, But yeah, when we meet in person and I would love to buy you a drink and it could be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, what would you order? What would we sit and have a chat over? And I'm so indecisive. I have like different options <laughs> depending on the mood and day. I would, um, for non-alcoholic, I would most likely go for fresh grapefruit if that would be available. Grapefruit juice. 
Um, and for alcoholic, I'd probably go for mojito. <laughs> Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. I love those. Mojitos are great. I am not, I'll have to admit, I'm not a huge grapefruit and juice person. It's way too tart for my sensibilities. So I won't join oh you in God. that. One. <laughs> no judgment. Like, yeah, I know it's, it's a weird one. Um, even, even with my alcohol, grapefruit is just like not my jam, but. What would you say your favorite fruit is? Oh, um, fruit for, for drinking or eating. That's a good question. Um, both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good question. Now I'm being put on the spot. I know what it feels like now. Um, how have I not thought of the answer to this question? I really love blueberries. I'd say for eating, and I probably eat the most uh, blueberries of anybody I know. Um, so yeah, blueberries. I think for drinking, though, I really love um, pineapple juice. So yeah, I'd have to choose that one, but eating pineapple can be really like acidic and tough sometimes. So maybe not that, but yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that as well. Um, the tongue and that texture, uh, um, <laughs> I don't like blueberries, interestingly enough. Um, but that's a good, good choice. I'd say. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for that gracious. I don't like yours either, but you're, you're so cool. <laughs> Great. So t can you tell me, I'm also curious where, like, are you, um, the location you're at right now, is that where you grew up? Like, have you moved there later in life or is this like, where'd you, where'd you start? Start oh your gosh, world? This yeah. is like, this is a whole novel. Um, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. I'd love to know. I just, I'd love to know how this influences people's creative processes or, or the art they put out too. So yeah, tell us, tell us a bit of your origin story there, where and how you grew up. Okay. So, um, I actually moved here Toronto, um, last year in April. And before that I was living in uh, Quebec <laughs> for two months. And then before that I lived in Kelowna for five years. Um, I guess I'll start with where I was born. I was born in Angola and I lived there for about four years and then I moved to Cameroon, um, which is my uh, home country. My parents are Cameroonian and Nigerian. Um, so I lived there for two years and then I moved to Kenya and I lived there for another like four years and then moved to Nigeria, <laughs> lived there for... I'd say like five years and I ended up going to boarding school for the last few years of high school back in Kenya um, whilst my family lived in Nigeria and so I'd fly back and forth during the breaks um, and then they relocated to Cameroon during my last year and so after high school I moved back to Cameroon for about six months and then I came here to Canada, and I've been here for, I guess, six going on seven years now. Wow, that was way more than I expected. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, that's those are parts of the world that I just have never, I know nothing about. I've, I've never been, and I'm so fascinated to to talk more with you about this. So cool. Um, can you kind of, I guess, elaborate then on maybe we'll get into this later but has this impacted maybe in just a high level yes no answer has this impacted this amount of travel and, and change in your geographic region throughout your life already has that impacted your art would you say oh yeah definitely I think like um yeah <laughs> a large part of where my art even comes from is just the constant re relocation and so uh, with photography, it's kind of been a way to hold on to certain aspects of these experiences I've had since everything's just changing so, so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really cool. How would you then say that, um, I guess, when did you start making art then? So where on that journey that you kind of laid out for us, when did art and any form of art, um, start to take place for you? I feel like 
it's kind of always been there, although I may not have seen it as art growing up. Um, but I t- my parents sent me a copy of like the first photo I'd ever taken, and it was a photo of them. <laughs> we traveled, um, I think, to South Africa, and they wanted a photo of the two of them, and I was the only one around who could take that photo. I think it was like two, three years. <laughs> so um, just photography in that aspect has always been around. Um, as a kid, I, I'd say it was my family was well-to-do. So I would get Barbie dolls as presents. And unfortunately, like actually buying clothes for them was a whole different story. Um, so I would make do with like fabrics I would find at home of like old clothes and sew them together and make like clothing for my Barbie dolls. Um, and that was just me having fun and just being creative, but I never, it, it wasn't till I was like maybe 16 that I started seeing these little things as art in my life. That's, that's really neat to know. I mean, you know, making, making clothes for, for Barbie, Barbie dolls. That reminds me of talking to, um, oh gosh, Crypto Palms, mom, I'm totally blanking brute force. I don't know if you know Crypto Palm and brute force works, but when I interviewed her, um, she was also talking about making clothes as being a huge form of inspiration and part of her artistic process and how she found her way to the art that she makes today. And, um, I think that's probably way more common than, many of us realize that tactile process. Um, does it feel similar to making photos for you? Like that type of, like if you think back on how it felt as a kid, I don't know if you still make clothes, but yeah. No, I don't still do that. I mean, I, at a certain point I did want to be like a fashion designer. <laughs> Never really pursued that avenue, but yeah. um, you, you, you're you definitely right. I think like just generally as kids, we do these things that are fun and we don't see it as like anything more than just like our way of like interacting with the world and getting to understand ourselves and our surroundings and um, finding creative ways to like solve certain problems. So I I would say it was, it's a similar feeling um, just that aspect of like exploring a curiosity for something outside of like, me um and trying to like make something i think there's there's a beauty and almost magic in the process of creating something that never gets old um but i guess for me though my relationship with photography right now is a bit more complex because um the aspect of freelancing and now attaching finances to it and all of that stuff does like I'm trying to navigate that basically yeah that's a that's a huge call out too yeah the the navigation of that that could be a whole segment (laughs) of these interviews and conversations and probably one we should we should start talking about more um but yeah the tactile and the creative aspect of of the work that you do I think it comes through if I can put my, and again, this is all my opinion. So anybody who's listening, you know, subjective, feel free to disagree with me. But um, the, the photography that I see of yours is so um, textural. I guess it comes through to me um, that way. Like I could reach through and, and not just be there, but interact with it, touch the wall or um, be in the car. So that's, um, that's neat background to hear. And understand how you got there, you know, making making clothes for your dolls when you're a little girl. That's really neat. Can you tell me how you would describe your art? So before I go too far and trying to my, put my own spin on it, I'd love to hear from you how you describe the art that you do. And, and for you, what is art? You know, we're talking about photos. I think that's an easy one for me to talk about because it's things that you've minted as far as NFTs go. But define art for us um, and describe it for us for you. That's like, that's a very easy question, but it's hard at the same time because I think um, art kind of serves as like so many things to me. Um, I I guess I'll start by saying it's like my soul's expression 
like um yeah um it's also play and um uh it's freedom as well um yeah those are the primary things i would say about what art is to me um and with my work i would describe it as like a love letter to my human experience that's kind of something i came up with last year when i was looking through like um my body of work my portfolio and trying to understand like where it comes from and what it means to me um i say like a love letter to my human experience because there's just i've lived through a lot and there's just been a a lot of good and bad and just being able to create through all of that um that's my way i think of thanking whether it's like the universe for my experiences or even um thanking the people around me who i shoot and thanking them for those experiences as well as well as like the environment i find myself in yeah that's that's the thing that i i wonder if if it's overlooked more than we realize too the Art is such a collaborative thing, right? Like it could be the piece of paper that you're drawing on. It could be the human that you're photographing or, or the environment that you're standing in at the moment that that creation takes place. Um, and yeah, being present with that, making that connection and being grateful, like giving giving back to that, the energy that you're consuming and making it a symbiotic one. Um, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to, to call out. Thanks so much for sharing that. I don't know that I'm even present to it as much as I I could be um during the act of creation so maybe it's not like something you're necessarily conscious of like whilst you're ha- like you're doing it but it could still be happening subconsciously i think yeah yeah and even you know the the feeling right the energetic transfer um yeah the process of of creating is one of my favorite pieces and and that all really resonates with what you just said so yeah thank you not that there's a, a right or wrong answer in that, but that was a very beautiful one. So thanks for taking us through that. Could you tell me a bit about um, whether you're self-taught or if you went through some sort of, of uh, schooling or some such for any of the art that you do? Yeah, um, I was self-taught for the first like decade of my life and then... I went to um, school for photography. I did a 15-month program um, and have a diploma in that right now. Um, (laughs) That was definitely an interesting experience. I think I'm still a little bit burnt out from that. Uh, Yeah, but I'm glad to have been able to experience that too. And I'd say for music, um, I do music as well. A little bit of I've been exploring production and um, so teaching myself the guitar, teaching myself the bass. I took piano lessons when I was like eight for like three months, and then I kind of got bored. So uh, I do know the basics of the piano, but ever since then, it's been more self-taught. Very cool. Yeah, that's. So it's a, it's a cool, it's a great, let me stop using the word cool. Let me not get too hung up on my own verbiage here, but (laughs) cool is cool. Um, yeah, going through and, and applying that. So the photography aspect, the things that you've learned there, do you see that correlating in the processes, I guess you were taught during photography or, or your creative, um, schooling contributing now to, the way that you teach yourself any of these new elements you're learning kind of but I'm it's a it's a rough relationship there because I'm also active trying to unlearn some of these things as well because I find like um since there were a lot of things that occurred to me naturally just through practice and familiarizing myself with the process and like um examining my own work that I may not have been consciously aware of, but I was doing. But then going to school for it, now you have to actually like 
learn these things and be conscious. So I find myself being more critical when I'm shooting now and um, uh, getting caught up in things that I didn't before. And so I think that's also been affecting how I view my work now and um, just the process that was once just free and fun and almost natural and instinctive. It's, it's a little bit harder getting back to that um, and finding that curiosity again. I just smiled when you, when you said curiosity. Um, yeah, that resonates so much. And I think you mentioned it was, it was photography school that burned you out. Did I get that right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Why, why was that? Like, and does that tie into the curiosity element? Did you feel you lost your curiosity or am I putting too much on that? No, I think you're, you've based, you've kind of got that actually. I think I did lose a bit of that curiosity. Um, and it, yeah, school did burn me out. And that was mainly because, uh, the assignment and just the program structure was a lot. Um, our, our semesters basically would be like two to three months and then you'd have a two week break in between and then another two to three months of schooling, a two week break in between for 15 months. <laughs> As well as the fact that whilst um, being in school and shooting like weekly for assignment, like sometimes two, three times a week uh, for different assignments, I was also freelancing on the side and um, participating in projects and shooting um, portrait, commissioned work. So I was shooting like all the time for a while. And I think that's where the burnout happened. Um, I think part of it was as well. I, I don't know if I felt well compensated for the paid jobs I was doing too. Um, yeah, I think that the aspect of like doing a lot of work for people or helping people out with projects and stuff and not actually getting com compensated for your time and your energy is a quick way to reach that burnout as well. Yeah, really, it really all dovetails together, swir swirls around um, itself there. That's, yeah, I can imagine. Sounds like you were, you were doing a ton at that time. So, yeah, it, again, it resonates. It's all very similar. Um, art school, design school, all those things can be very, very heavy. And yeah, if you're trying to make it and uh, get yourself out there, get your work out there, that's, that's a lot of effort and energy. So, um, yeah, I think like also like I, I was going through a lot like in my personal life too. Mm. Um, at that time I was trying to figure out some immigration stuff too. So like everything piled on. I'm, I'm not one who really, can create when I'm in a dark like space in my life it's hard for me to find that energy to like exert so all of that yeah 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 I feel that totally um yeah and the immigration aspect thanks for sharing that I mean I think there are elements in all of our lives that we forget and even in this space right in the nft space um that's a lot to add on to anybody's creative process, showing up in Twitter, talking with me, <laughs> dealing with the constant <laughs> DM pressure of, of me. No, <laughs> thank you. No, again you're so here. good. <laughs> you're so good with it. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's, it's really, it's fun, right? But that can be taxing. And I, and I can imagine like, yeah, it's, it's fun to go beyond shoots. It's fun to be, striking out in your career but then if you're trying to get settled in a new place or carve out all the paperwork and and the energy to do that too that's a lot um I'm curious then you talked about you know the maybe not painful moments being a source of inspiration for you what what is a source of inspiration where do you find that or who even good question um I'd say life experiences definitely I find when I'm in a space where, like, I just have that energy to 
explore and meet new people, um, interact with like a new culture, whatever it is, just something new always kind of like refreshes that for me. Um, and in terms of like mediums, literature was kind of my first love, um, art wise. And so, um, being a romantic, I was very drawn to Hemingway's work, <laughs> um, and Scott Fitzgerald's work as well. And there's just this feeling of like dreaming I get from reading their liter- literary work. And that's the same type of feeling I try to translate in my images. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how I try to do that, but it's just the the aspect of like it being maybe ethereal in a sense. And um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It comes through for me, like going back to that textural, tactile, wanting to step into it, but also touch it. Um, ethereal is a very resonant word. F. Scott Fitzgerald. I did not see that coming. <laughs> very cool (laughs) really how come (laughs) yeah no I just I don't know I don't know that I've I've talked to anybody um not just in these interviews but I mean you know artist conversations you know or or school or things like this where literature was a strong inspiration for visual output so that's that's neat I mean it totally is I get it it's like duh not to sound super intelligent there, but <laughs> it makes total sense now. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, I think it's also because like before I started uh, exploring photography more seriously, I was writing mm-hmm. um, and I used to want to be a writer and I'd read all the like books and get inspiration there. And what I think in terms of like literature translating visually is like when you read a book, you're kind of forced to create scenarios in your head and visualize the words you're reading um, in certain ways. And that visualization process of it, I think that's where it translates into like making an actual photo based on that feeling I've read about or whatever. <laughs> yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. That's, it totally makes sense. Yeah. I'm, it's interesting that I've not, that I, I do not recollect. I've just been, as you've been talking about that, like kind of beating my head against the wall here, trying to think through like, there's got to be somebody who's like, oh yeah, I've read this book and it totally inspired this piece of art. And that's totally clear here. And in Twitter, I'm sure you can scroll and see many, many pieces that are like that. Um, but yeah, you just opened up my, my brain to look at that with a different lens. That's really cool. So thank you. I like it. Um, how about your process? <laughs> you can go back a little bit backwards in my mind here because we were talking about self-taught or, or being trained or any of this. But what is your process today? Maybe let's take photography, but I also want to talk about your music and maybe if you're looking to combine those at any point. Um, but yeah, what's your process look like for you know coming from a concept of a piece to actually giving it to us as a, a mint I guess, in the NFT world as an example? Um, ooh, my process. I feel like, <laughs> I hate saying this, but I don't know if I really have a process, unfortunately. Like, I think that's, um, a lot of my work kind of comes out the way I do, which is like a little bit erratic and all over the place. I get like weird bursts of like inspiration in certain moments where I have like um, quite a bit of energy that I feel the need to exert. And so I might just go sit down on the keyboard and just play around with um, the keys until I land on maybe a sound that sounds cool. (laughs) Here we are with the word cool again. Um, That sounds nice. And basically building off of that and seeing where that goes. So my creative process, I think, is more of just the journey of exploration, I'd say. Except in in times where, with photography, I have, like, an actual conceptualized and planned shoot, then um, 
I'm building off of that and like mood boarding and trying to figure out um, how best to execute that. But even with photography, honestly, like my portraits especially were mostly me and my friends hanging out and are, I have very creative friends and two of them are in this room right now. Hey guys. <laughs> and our way of spending time together, just having a good time would be some, something creative and it would be shooting or um, even watching movies together, painting, drawing. It was just, yeah, a way to like merge energies. A way to merge energies. That's a really, really cool way to say that. <laughs> no, that's, um, I think that there's so much uh, emphasis put on process. That's one of the reasons I really love asking that question. It's further illuminating for me. The more people I talk to, that it's maybe not as concrete as mainstream society would like us to think or have made us think through teaching and training and such. So, yeah, I mean, it, it totally makes sense. There's probably moments where there's more process because you, you're recreating something you've done before. Um, but yeah, that, that energetic transfer, that collaborative spirit, being with other people and watching how that manifests, um, it makes total sense. And yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, like for all three images you shared here like the tweet like all of these um apart from the first one which is um me and my friend hanging out and we decided to shoot and had a sleepover after <laughs> so that's that that's the process for that one the second one was there was no process i was just taking photos of the moon whilst we were driving on the highway and um, somehow there's a red car. I, I saw this road truck coming up and managed to capture that. And that was the second one. And the third one was I was hanging out with one of my old roommates and her baby. And she was just letting him like explore the banana for the first time. Like that, that was the first time he'd ever had the chance to like touch a banana and play with it. And I just felt the need to immortalize that because I don't know. It resonated a lot. Yeah, there's a bit of a push-pull with that. Uh, it feels like that's really, gosh, neat, cool. I don't know. It is what it is. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm so hung up on my words. I'm out of practice. I, I get nervous, too. So thanks for bearing with my nerves. Words are okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love hearing that about the, um, well, all three of them, but the last one, especially, right? Is that's a, a first, you captured that first, you know, for that human, but for their family too. Um, and it just, you can't plan that. You can't force that kid to interact with the banana the way that you want them to. <laughs> it's going to be what it is. Um, and yeah, it, it feels really good to look at that photo like it feels nurturing there's a little bit of tension I'm kind of like what's that baby gonna do to that banana is this gonna be messy but also I don't know I'm not there I don't get to see the end of that cycle so that's neat you really caught something in that and it's such a simple moment um but yeah that's cool thanks for walking us through that I love it yeah thank you for asking I was um, and you about you being nervous, I'm totally nervous as well. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> cool. That's good. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to reset the room just for a second to remind people that I'm going to have audience Q&A at, at the end here. So in a, in a few, few more minutes. So if people want to stick around and ask any questions um, that come up for you, please do that. Um, but yeah, the, the next thing that I wanted to know is more about your NFT journey. Um, at what point did you decide to jump into NFTs? I just tell us a bit about how you said yes to, to this experience. Ooh, um, so I'd actually heard about NFTs and like towards the end of 2020, 
for my friend in here, Moonstone Diamond. Um, and I guess like when he first brought it up to me, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. And I really, I mean, I encouraged him in it and wished him luck in it, but I, I didn't really have much of an interest. Um, and it wasn't till like six months, seven, like eight months later in August 2021 20, wow. that I reached out to him and asked if he had a free foundation invite for me <laughs> because I was interested in exploring the space. I'd seen how he'd been doing um, in it, but I even at that time, I didn't think there was a space for photography. And that was why I was, I waited so long as well. Um, I'd seen a lot of memes. I'd seen a lot of PFPs and digital art. And I was like, oh, where do I fit into this? And I didn't see my place until I actually discovered that there was an NFT community like on Twitter. Um, and then I kind of just went head first and started exploring that through, yeah, Twitter. And he definitely, Moon Sun Diamond, helped me out a lot in that process too. So I'm very appreciative. Thank you. Thank you also, Moon Sun Diamond, for me, because I'm so grateful to see using here and to be exposed to her beautiful artwork. Very neat. That's a fun thing to to realize about the space. I think there's a lot of people that um, are brought in by their friends, by their family, by the people they trust. And yeah, you brought up a good point also about not seeing yourself here. Um, and that's something I hope more people can realize that they can't see themselves here because they're not here yet. <laughs> you know, like we want to be able to see each other, like with the one-to-one I want to bring in so many people and diversify so much that people can see themselves on the stage and know that it's a good place for them to to come and talk right because there is room for them but in the nft space holistically you know sometimes you have to be that first one to show up there and to bring your work there because it's your voice so maybe it will only ever be your voice and that's okay too so congrats on uh having the courage to show up for yourself here it's neat. It's good. Thank you. That's that's actually a, a beautiful um, outlook on it. Like sometimes it will only be yourself, and you just have to be okay with that. I've never really um, internalized or thought of that that much because I think very often I am hesitant as a person to like be in a space where I'm the only one or the yeah. <laughs> um, but I think there's a lot of like peace in what you said so I will start applying that in my life <laughs> thanks yeah I I mean I can't I can't remember where I learned that outlook probably a mixture of human experiences so I won't take full credit for it I'm sure there's some brilliant people that brought me there um but also the inspiration of the the people like people in this room who are um very much a part of this journey for me and, and I would not be here having any measure of success without being uplifted by this community. So yeah, thanks to all of you too. I'm sure part of that opinion that I have was formed by, uh, by that community by the time he spent here, right? Recognizing that and being reinforced that it's good and okay to be you, to be a hundred percent the art that you are um, and bring that to the table. So I would like to talk a little bit more about the mixture of art that you're putting out. And I selfishly, just like as a, I would love to own a piece of yours in the future. Um, I'll make that happen someday. <laughs> but I'm curious um, if you're ever looking to combine your your music with your visuals or if you're looking to mint music or have already and I've missed it. Oh my God. Um, I I have thought about like the minting uh music wise but i think because i'm still very early on in music exploration journey i only really started last year um in terms of quality i don't know if i'm there just yet in terms of uh putting that in the nfa 
but it is something I, I would love to do. Um, I just really need to understand mixing a bit more in production. Um, and I'd love to, I thought about combining like my visual work with my music. I just need to figure out how maybe, yeah, I just need to figure out that process as well, but it, it has some time. Yeah, I can I can only imagine I dabble very t- like minutely with music, totally just hobbyist style for fun. I play some instruments. Um, but yeah, the thought of putting that all together is highly overwhelming. I got to take some pointers from Drew. Drew's down here in the audience. He puts music out with his pieces and collaborates with musicians sometimes too, so maybe we'll pick Drew's brain about that. Sometime in yeah, the future, please. <laughs> and you're right; it, it is very overwhelming because, like, just one medium alone is overwhelming enough. Let alone like finding two. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, the the combining of multiple things is, and then it gets heavy, right? Because like file limits on platforms, and yeah, trying to get into the technical aspect of things being on chain or not on chain and all of that. So there is some cool stuff happening though. I know in the music space, I cannot remember for the life of me, the name of the platform at the moment that's enabling uh, stems on chain. Maybe Wait, that is Zora. I don't know. That. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe Zora is Zora doing having music specifically. That's cool. I didn't know that. Hey. I think I think I know some like musicians uh, putting work up on or I don't know if it's just that. Nice. Okay. No, that's good. I'll check that out too. I know Audius is also doing elements of this. Anyway, I won't bore people as I try to talk about something I don't know enough about. <laughs> we'll just we'll just move on. Um, but cool, cool to know that you're um, exploring that, that you're looking at doing that in the future. And yeah, there's no rush, right? Like you, you want to get it to a point where you're happy with it and it's something you want to put out there. So I look forward to following that journey. That's really neat. Um, can you tell me a bit about the the NFTs you have minted right now and where they're minted and um, just shill yourself to the audience a bit? This is your, your time to tell us about it and where to find it. <laughs> I'm so bad at the shilling aspect. I think that's why I'm kind of failing in this way. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> I find it so hard. I don't know. And also just the idea of like speaking about myself, my work. Yeah. Um, but I do have, I'm on foundation of Mississippi right now. Um, I mean, I do have a forget uh, hen yeah i have a hen account and uh when i would make them sale because i have to take your stuff um i go on tezo and buy art tezo my way still trying to get artists that i admire and being able to but I think you're getting a little robotic and maybe almost, I hate to use the word rugged, but it might be happening. I got a bit about, I know that you're saying foundation exclusively and you're talking about Hen and Tezos, but I just don't want you to. Hi, can you, is this better? Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Oh no. Maybe a little bit better? (laughs) No, it is. No, yeah. It was still a little robotic, but it's not as much anymore. So that's good. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so just on foundation right now, I, I, I will like to explore like others eventually, but I'm still in that stage of being a bit old by everything. So I'm trying to take so easy. Um, I have, okay, so, sorry, I have pieces uh in the non-collection section and it uh i always think of you 
is chasing and child. And I do have a collection of black and white ones. Uh, I minted that because uh, on Foundation did the update to Smart Track. Uh, that, yeah, I had to basically put them into a collection, but they're all. Oh no! Can I? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's called a like grayscale gallery. Got it. Your grayscale gallery. Yeah, I have that one up right now too. And for anybody, you know, that may have gotten a better experience than I did of the audio, I I hope you had a better experience. And if not, apologies. Um, I I got most of that though, just bits and pieces where you were kind of fading in and out. Um, but yeah, you're. I did understand, though, that you're still navigating through the experience of what is NFTs in the blockchain and all of the different options. And so maybe not wanting to spread yourself across too many platforms or, or chains just yet, tokens just yet. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think like, like the aspect of like, it's also the figuring out pieces, which I would want to. I I feel like I would have planned that better before I jumped in. Okay, are you still there? Hi. I think there's just a delay. Also, oh my goodness, if this is me, I'm sorry. I'm right next to my router, <laughs> <Okay>. so. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I got. I thought I got wrong. <laughs> no, it was just the delay. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay, I lost my train of thought. But I basically want people to know where they can go and find your art and support you. And Foundation is the best place to do that right now, is what I'm gathering. But keep an eye on Tezos in the future. Cool. Sounds good. Let's, um, let's kind of round out this main question set. I do have a, a rapid question round. <laughs> I, I like to, uh, yeah, they're, they're not hard. They're just silly ones um, for the audience. Musing uh, did not get prepped on what the rapid questions were, <laughs> just on what the guided guided conversation was. Um, but I'm curious before we go to that. My my last little question here is: Where are you headed with your art? You know, what are you manifesting for yourself in the space so that we can we can help cheer you on and manifest those things for you too. That's a great question, and <laughs> uh, my answer to that is I don't know. I know, like, I don't really have, like, a set of specific uh, maybe experiences or thing that I, I'm trying to manifest, really. I think just life-wise, I am trying to get myself into a space where I'm financially stable and able to fully support myself as well as um just I have like having the ability to create freely and travel and explore the world and yeah I think I'm I'm genuinely a simple person with uh very simple needs and desires I guess my journey in the space is trying to get myself into a place where I can do that and continue to contribute whatever I can into the space as well. Yeah. Yeah. That all I'm, it's wonderful to hear that from you um, directly because I can, I can totally see that for you and inject that into my, my listening for what you're up to. Um, all of those are <laughs> extremely valid goals and, and manifestations. So thanks for sharing them with us. Um, gosh, I can't wait to see you achieve those things. That's going to be a beautiful moment when you do, when you feel Thanks that so you're much. there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that for all of us, by the way, oh, my goodness, every, every artist and collector in this space, that's just a, a level of, of freedom that everybody should be able to, to have. 
All right. So everybody, if you do have questions, you can start requesting at any time. I'd love to have people on stage and, and ask your questions of musing. Um, so no stress if you don't want to. Also, I want to remind people I'm recording this and it will be um, on the podcast, which hint, hint, you should go follow and you should leave reviews for and you should share because it helps get musing story out there helps get the story of all the artists and collectors and builders and creators I bring on this um, show. So please, please go do that. And also share Musing's art. If you haven't shared her pinned tweet, please go do that. Um, yeah, so that's my, the end of my spiels. But yeah, come on stage, come chat with Musing. This is your time to ask her anything you want. Well, within reason. Don't be rude <laughs> or weird. <laughs> I don't bite. Yeah, I love that. Um, so while we're waiting to see if anybody gets some stage courage, um, let's go into this rapid round of silly questions. I would love to know uh, what your favorite color is. <gasps> Blue. <laughs> it changes very often, but right now it's been blue for a while, I would say. Like it changes degrees of blue? Or it's a full spectrum color. A full spectrum color. Okay. <laughs> I've had purple. Down. I've had green. Um. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So blue. What's your favorite season? Spring for sure. All right. Yes. I hate the winters. <laughs> yeah. Same. Oof. I'm glad that in this part of the world, it is time for the sun to be coming out again. Oh my goodness. I, I actually have friends in Toronto and was looking at the weather there today. Randomly I do that and was feeling for you all because you're not, you're not quite there yet. So hang in there. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, no, um, I think we're supposed to go down to minus 15 if I'm not mistaken, weekend or something. Oh. What I heard. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm sorry. But we have we already had like a 15 degree day well, earlier in the week. So yeah, it's all over the place. All right. Well, hang in there. Sorry to be a reminder of that. Spring is coming. Well, it is technically here, but not really. Um, I ask about platforms, but you've, you've already made it pretty clear that foundation is your home right now. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to nudge a little bit, uh, between foundation and, and super rare. If you had to choose to make your art, on one of those two what would you choose i feel like foundation still <laughs> just because um i'm i'm used to it and and like exploring that and i i've never really been one who's been really looking at super rare as like uh, my goal in terms of platforms uh, i'm within content with foundation but maybe i might explore that at some point who knows yeah leave it leave it open but I, I hear you like it's not a be all end all sure it's a cool place to be um but yeah foundation is great I, I enjoy it too their UIs snazzy and images look beautiful yes exactly yeah yeah I totally feel you um okay so then additions or one of ones Ooh, depends on the image and the intention um I think I, I agree with addition making things like for a good starting price point for people. Um, I guess like the reason I've been one on one as a person myself, I think I'd prefer to be able to afford like uh, someone's one on one rather than addition. I don't know, maybe it's like like not wanting to share the greed in that, but I'd like to be the only like owner piece. Um, and so with my work as well, I'm, yeah, I prefer. Yeah, yeah, I totally, all of those things 100% resonate. I like that. You want to be selfish with the piece. That's good. Yeah, one of ones are cool. Um, I don't know. I don't want to downplay additions. I don't know, whatever. It's not about me, but I like, I like what you said. It resonates. Um, Discord or Twitter? You had to choose between one. Twitter. So <laughs> quick. <laughs> I hate Discord. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really hard to navigate for me. Um, 
Yeah, it's just noisy. It's like, it can just be really tiring. I have to choose. Be like, okay, I'm going to go in there. Am I ready? (laughs) I'm going to get lost for a while. Uh, I think like a lot of energy ends up like being spent just getting lost before you actually get to do anything in there. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent. If you could choose one piece of artistic equipment, you know, it could be for any type of art you do, but only one piece to use for the rest of your creative life. What is that piece of equipment? <sighs> My phone. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Your phone. <laughs> I I just say my phone because I can take photos on it. Um, I have the GarageBand app on it, so even if I don't have access to an actual keyboard, I'd be able to like <laughs> play still, kind of. Uh, probably draw and like theme, like in some app. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's wicked smart. I am. I'm totally gonna steal that answer for my future self if I ever get asked that question because wow yeah you can photos or like an apple ad one I'm an iphone dork but yeah like everything you can write who is it jesse jesse draws all of their stuff on the iphone um with their finger like finger paints all of their pieces so crazy I know so you can do anything that's so rad great great answer all right this one might be a little bit hard and you know feel free to smack me. Um, if you could collect one piece, no price limit in the NFT space, do you know what that piece is right now? Do you have one? One piece? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be like, you know, like a Sarah Zucker or it could be like your best friend on Tezos. I don't know. One piece, no price limit. Oh my God. Um, uh, I'm freezing here. It's hard to think of like the one piece that <laughs> I know this rapid fire question, but can we circle back? <laughs> we can. We totally can. And you don't have to answer it. I just like to I like to see some people have it. Some people will be like hands down, yeah. I want a POC or I want an X copy. You know, they're just like, you know, OG people they want that or somebody's like gonna tell me some obscure person i've never heard of um so yeah no worries you can even tell us later you know just like tweet it tweet it out or something um yeah the reason it's so hard is because there are like a lot of pieces so i'm filtering them out through my head to try and figure out which one like the one piece would be yeah well and yeah nobody nobody hold you to account too it's not like you know you're indebted to buy that piece i don't know maybe i should scratch that i feel like that question stresses people out <laughs> i have two more of these and then nobody's requested to come up on stage which is fine that just means i'm doing a really good job and nobody has other questions for you so um roadmap or no roadmap um no roadmap yeah, I'm about uh, spontaneity, <laughs> so that's uh, the path my art. Yeah, that totally, totally um, tracks with this conversation, and I love that. Yeah, I'm very, very similar um, in my perspective. We have a guest on stage. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna ask my last question and then give the uh, give the floor over here. So my last question is very important kind of brings it full circle with our earlier question, but does pineapple belong on pizza? No. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would have said yes, but no. (laughs) That is totally, that's not what I was expecting when you said, okay, cool. So kind of both, but I don't know. I'm going to (laughs) stop talking. Um, Welcome. I'm totally, it's moon, sun, diamond. There we go. Because it's the, the icon there. So I tapped in. Let's follow you back. Hello, Moon Sun Diamond. Welcome to the one-to-one stage. Thanks so much for being here and for bringing Musing into the NFT space. No, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm actually, like, packing right now, which is why, like, you know, I didn't, like, hop on initially. So I just had, like, one question. Um, but, like, I've been, like, listening through... Um, 
Um, you're like an amazing interviewer. I really enjoyed listening to you, um, the thoughts you guys shared. And um, basically, the, the one question which I had, this is like circling back to like um, way earlier in the conversation. But then like I just wanted to ask, out of the places that she's grown up, where does she feel like she um, felt most inspired? Um, I think she mentioned like maybe five countries. Um, do like so? Where did you feel most inspired when you lived? And um, out of those five places, um, which still inspires you the most? I guess. Hey, bestie. Um, <laughs> hey, what's cooking? I'm good. How are you? I'm chilling, just, you know, um, wanted to hop in and hear, like, what's happening, what's new in your life and shit. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming in. Mm. And thank you for the beautiful question. I love so to answer. Um, I feel like I felt maybe, like, equally inspired in each for different reasons and in different ways. I would say in Nigeria, um, it was more of, uh, I guess, me trying to understand what I liked about photography. And those were my Tumblr days. <laughs> so I was a, an avid Tumblr user. And just that's where a lot of my inspiration came from at that time. And then I would say in Kenya, Growing up there, I was very inspired because um, the international school I went to enabled for me to participate in like a lot of different uh, activities and arts. So I got to explore pottery, uh, uh, design technology, and like woodwork and uh, sports and languages and a lot of different things so that was like a whole other type of inspiration and i i guess i'd say least inspired in cameroon maybe i don't remember really creating much when i was there uh, but i've been very inspired since i came to canada yeah. what was the other question again sorry i think i'm thinking um, which which place um, out of those five like inspires you most like now and um, I think there was like interesting um, I think it also ties back to what you were saying like a little bit about how um, you like you you find inspiration and in, like your experiences so, like any place can um, offer like you know some sort of inspiration as long as like you have like the experiences in that place I got. You said my own words better than I would, so thank you. <laughs> Standard. Also miss you. I miss you too. This was probably the most wholesome uh, audience question exchange I've I've ever witnessed so <laughs> thanks for making that happen um I love this uh, and just to f bring it full circle to you for um anybody who wasn't here but earlier Musing was saying that uh, Moon Sun Diamond is the the person that brought them into the NFT space and um yeah it's really great to see you two on stage and to get to witness that interaction so thanks so much for for braving, braving the experience too for us. Um, I'm just going to hop down to the listener now. Um, I still have like a lot of things to do today, but thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. No, no stress. We are, um, we're actually going to wrap up soon. I like to keep these at about an hour so that people don't, um, get too tired of, of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, all joking. <laughs> all joking aside um last last call if people have questions that they want to um feel free to request but if not i'm gonna drop some next show alpha real quick um our next guest 
for next Friday because the one-to-one is no longer bi-weekly. It's a weekly show because I am nuts. Um, but yeah, Nikki, Nikki, who's in the audience, Nikki Lee, Lee Sunshine will be joining us on April 1st, uh, for an interview. So make sure you tune back in. Um, we're shooting for 11, 11 AM, uh, Pacific daylight time for that show. So yes, please come. And again, please go retweet Musings pin tweet. Give her a follow. Make sure everybody knows how amazing she is. Um, Musing, thanks so much for being here. Doesn't look like we have any more audience questions. I just, but. I just wanted to thank everyone. I really appreciate your support. It's been amazing. I was super nervous about the space. Um, but it's just, it's nice to see so many people been in here. And from the beginning, just showed up. It means a lot to me. Uh, I think, like, a part of me was nervous. Like, oh, is anyone going to show up? <laughs> um, but it's just really nice to see. And um, thank you so, so much for the opportunity to share about myself, my work. And thank you for your support. You've been amazing. I love seeing what you're doing. And thank you for the space. And it's been super welcoming. I don't know. I was I was very anxious. I had an email day because I was like, uh, I don't know how it's going to work out. But you've created a very welcoming environment for me. I appreciate That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah, that's, thank you. I I can't say that this is a a safe space because is any space online actually safe <laughs> and I won't build this as one that like I don't know what's gonna happen it's Twitter um but I I really hear you and thank you so much for coming and for taking a chance to uh to jump on stage here and and just let me poke some questions at you and and have some fun um I've I really learned so much I I had no idea so thanks for thanks for sharing I appreciate you been nice getting to chat to you for the first time too like <laughs> agreed agreed i think i've seen you in a couple of spaces around here but haven't gotten the chance to hear you speak yet so this has been wonderful um moon sun diamond again thank you for being here omer you you nikki calico paul drew Vito. oh who are you tiago i'm probably not very good with your name, but welcome. And Wilson, it looks like. Scoops. We've got a museum here. The Holy Bins and EGH. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. And I know we had some other people who had to jump out. And I can't name everybody. But I'll send you all out with some tunes. And most of all, thank you, Musing, for your time um, and your gracious, gracious attention. Your beautiful art. We'll see everybody next week for Nikki Lee Sunshine. I'm M. Branson. This is the one-to-one. See you soon.